Is this our new theme song? Yes. Oh, I forgot about the safe at last verse. Okay, you know what's really great is, is at some point, I don't know when it was, there, oh, this is where it was, there was a key change because they got to switch it up. Great. Yep. So that's the baby shark song. Okay. Uh, are, are, are you ready now? <laughs> Welcome to another episode of Eat, Chit, and Dice, a fortnightly podcast about board games and sometimes food. I am Jondi, and with me as always is... Uh, I'm here as well. Yep. Jared, uh, yep. That's is, me. Yep. Um, so this week is uh, the I'm episode... I'm not here because I'm in Japan. Yes. He's not here. He's talking to us from beyond the sea. Beyond the grave. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So this episode, um, we're going to talk to you a little bit about some Essen highlights as Essen is coming up. And then it's also our refried Jondi, episode. Essen? Oh, so Essen is... A um, big. It's a, it's a city. Oh yeah, Essen is a city in convention. Uh, city in convention. It's, it's a, a city. city. It's a city in Germany, and it is also a very large uh, board game convention in Germany. Well, that's not the name of the convention, but that's what people call it. It's a Essen. It's a sh- what is it? Spiel. Spiel. Yeah. Just it's just like Essen. Essen Spiel. Spiel. Yeah. Um, it's just a big board game convention. Very very big board game convention. It's so big that. It's like five Gen Cons. Apparently, yeah. Like there's different halls where you're yeah. like an E, blah, blah, blah. Come see us in D, blah, blah, blah. So you pick two games that you want and you hope that you uh, can find them. Can. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like I've never been, so I don't know exactly what it's like. But um, if you look at like the BGG list of games that are coming out at Essen, it's there's like 40,000, like a gazillion of them. It's uh, there. I mean, there's a lot. Um, yeah. And some of them are, are games that haven't come out at all before. Some of them are games that we've seen them in, in the scene in the United States already, but they're games that haven't quite gotten over to Europe yet. So a lot of Kickstarter stuff. Yeah, a lot of Kickstarter stuff or games that the Europeans have gotten because they got them on Kickstarter, but it hasn't quite had they haven't quite made it in distribution in Europe mm-hmm. um, or they're just now getting translated into um, non-English versions. Yes, yes. Um, so it's it's really big um so we don't have a lot of s and highlights as as we said there's like this is not a joke this isn't me exaggerating there's like 1500 quote-unquote new games coming out at Essen this year so i'm not gonna sit and look through all of them right and a lot of them like we said um have already been out here in the states yes you can get the german version of the networks for the first time ever or a spanish version of azul what yeah. um what? Yeah. It's not language dependent. Uh, the, the rule book is. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, networks definitely is. Yes. Yeah. But y- yeah, um, it's stuff like that. We're not going to talk about stuff like that. But what we are going to talk about is how there's a new expansion for Pitch Car. Of course there is. And you're excited mm-hmm. about it. Yeah, it's a loop. Oh, you've already I, mentioned talked, that. Yeah, we've yeah, talked yeah, about talked this about before. That. Uh-huh. Because I was like, how the hell are you going to play <laughs> and flick that stupid disc through a loop? Uh-huh. Get good scrub. Yeah. Um. Well, I guess we'll find out whenever I get it. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I just want to watch you and Jeremy attempt that. Oh, yeah. 
and I want to put it yeah. on video. Okay. Because yeah, no holy hell. Yeah, no problem. Yep, it'll be hilarious. So, yeah. Are we allowed to say that word now? Are we? Is hell that... is not a bad word. Okay. It's a place. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's fine. I won't believe it. You know what? This. Uh, it's fine. I I will believe other things, but um, you know, whatever. I don't. I've got. I don't say the other things on our. I've got. You do. Really good. I've only but said. I have to bleep them sometimes. I, I've only said it like. Sometimes I, think I just once. completely edit out like everything you were saying, and put something else there. I think I've only said it like once. Ever. Well. Who cares? Unless I want you to cut everything I've right. said out, and then, <laughs> and then I that say happened it. happened once because yep. I told you that if you did that, I'd have to edit it out. So, um, okay, but yeah, no, 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 no. We'll we'll do a video. Uh, I'll set up some crazy pitch car track and um, we'll. Yeah, I want to see. You that. know what we should do? We should build a with connects uh, like a, a a flicking robot. Do they still make connects? Yeah. Yeah, I was at Target the other day and they had a um, it was a connects roller coaster. Uh, it was like a VR experience. Yeah, because the I guess the roller coaster car had a little camera in it and you could hook it up to an app on your phone and it came with like these crappy little cardboard VR goggle thing. Yeah. So you it was like VR experience, build the ride, then ride it. And oh it was really lame. But yes, they still do make connects, but we should build one and we should do Twitch plays pitch car. Oh, my God. OK. <laughs> yeah. OK. I'll build something and I'll program it to work with a Raspberry Pi and you guys can. I'm not going to do that. That's way too much work. That is way too much work. But we will play. We will play pitch car at some point. Yeah. Because I love that game and have bought. Way too much of it. Uh, well, you know, just multiple base sets. And the best way to get more tracks is to buy more base sets. You get the most variety of tracks when you do that. It's a good game. It's a lot of fun. What is this? What is this shirt that you're wearing? Anime Little Mermaid? Johnny's wearing Anime Little Mermaid. Kinda, yeah. It's a tea turtle shirt. Mm-hmm. Why she got a tattoo? What is that? Is it seaweed? What's going on there? It's a tea turtle shirt. It's just tea turtle. You gotta turtle. post a picture of that now. You know that, right? Don't do it now. Um, okay, Battlestar Galactica. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she's doing it. Don't do it now. I'm trying to get a picture of it so I remember. Oh, okay. Um, Battles of Galactica Flight Path game. I don't that's not what it's called. What's it called? It's called It is called Battlestar Galactica Starship Battles Starter Set. Um, Battlestar Galactica's Battlestar Galactica's Battlestar Galactica. Starship Battles includes both quote-unquote classical and quote-unquote reimagined settings. What does that mean, John D? I mean, I know. It means it's another game like... <laughs> no, no, no. You're supposed to tell me it It includes Vipers from Battlestar Galactica 1978 oh. and from 2003. Oh, okay. It I means guess. it's another lame no. flight path game that no. you have to buy a crap ton of ships okay. and then the game's still going to be well, lame. Well, here's what I want you to think about. Think about Battlestar Galactica as a setting. Mm -hmm. They can't keep releasing more and more stuff. They could release heavy raiders. They could release. So it looks like the starter set comes with the 2003 Vipers and Cylon Raiders. So I presume. Or do I assume? Which one do I do? Assume. Yeah. 
I assume <laughs> I assume that at some point you'll be able to get the 70s ones. Um, and I guess Heavy Raiders and I mean, there's not much else in in Battlestar. The Galactica. entire fleet. You think they're going to release a to scale Battlestar? Um, yeah. Have you seen all the crap that fantasy that that fantasy flight has released for? Oh, yeah. I know. I know all the stuff that FFG released for X-Wing. Yeah, I have it all. Um, well, OK, so it, 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 I guess it's going to come with. See, this I don't understand because it only comes with two Cylon Raiders and two Vipers. So they'll have to release more, right? Mm-hmm. If they want to make money off of it. Right. But the, they could release more, I don't know, Heavy Raider. They could release the, gosh, what was the the cargo, the little cargo ones? Well, they're the newer versions of the Vipers, the ones that the Cylons were able to, like, control that were pretty much raptor. Yeah, that's what. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I was raptors. like, I want to say raptor, but I, I, that's, I know that that's wrong. And then I, know, I looked it up. Uh, um, yeah. So there was the vipers. The raptors. There were the raptors, and there was, there was something else, but uh, like there weren't very many colony ships. Oh, the blackbird. There were a lot of colony ships. Well, n- I don't mean. You're talking about battle. Like... I mean, like f- stuff that would work in this game. So the Blackbird was a stealth. Um, oh, Tabby's trying to is it, it's a stealth Viper. OK, prototype. Um, and then the Raiders. Have, what are we talking about this? for? OK, point is that the colony ships only have like three things. So they can't just keep releasing more and more and more and more content for this game. Well, and then there's the Battlestar Galactica, then there's the Pegasus, and then on the Cylon side, there's like the the Resurrection ship, and there's, oh, right. you know, then there's, there's I mean, the it, Cylon ship. So you're just touching on like, there's the, um, the 2003 the stuff. Yeah, but I here's didn't the watch problem the with that. Stuff. Oh, I, you should go back and watch it. It's, I uh, tried. It's just. Mm. The problem is you have to build these things in scale. So the, the problem with the X-Wing game was they very quickly ran out of ships. So they were like, okay, what do people know about? They know about TIE Fighters. They know about X-Wings. They got like Millennium Falcon. Uh, well, plus all these other TIE Fighters that only appeared in like one book. Uh, but like the classic, like the iconic stuff, you've got like Star Destroyers. You've got the Death Star. You can't do that in that scale. But they did. No. No, they'd never released a Star Destroyer or the Death Star in that scale. Not the Death Star, but they did. What was that giant ship that they announced at Gen Con? Well, there's there hasn't been a Star Destroyer. There was something huge that they announced at Gen Con, like huge. It was like huge. And I believe it was for that game. Was it not? Or was it for something else? There's a super the super Star Destroyer here for Armada. Yeah, it's huge. Yeah, that would work for Armada. But Armada's scale is much different. Like the X-Wings are like this, this small and you have to fly them in a fleet, essentially. Um, but yeah, no, I, I didn't see that this, oh yeah, 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 yeah. This would be an okay scale, but yeah, th- you couldn't do the base stars. The base star would be like this size and like Galactica would be this size. So it wouldn't work in this scale. The, the scale that they're doing is more like X-Wings and TIE Fighters. Well, so what's the point of playing a Galactica game if you don't have Galactica? Well, it's just dogfighting. 
that's all that it's ever been is dogfighting, except for the Star Trek one. That was more Navy battle. That one was based more on Sails of Glory than Wings of Glory. Right. And I did play that one. Right. I haven't played. I've not played the Star Trek or Star Wars one. Right. That one was based more on Wings. Um, because like the Star Trek one. have been talking one, about this for so long. I'm sure people are like, oh, my God, nerds, shut up. <laughs> like the Star Trek one, you even can play with uh, DS9. Right. Right. But that was I mean, that's, you know, like this big. Yeah. They could, in theory, release something. The base stars are huge. Yeah. Galactica is huge. It'd be like at the scale that this game is, it would probably be the to be properly scaled. It'd have to be the size of this table with the wings out. Yeah. Yeah. She's just going in that. She's going in that bag. <laughs> the bag in the box. Yeah. I just don't think that they could release the Galactica. I don't know. I'm not going to rush out and buy this when it releases, but I would be very interested to see where it goes. Right. All right. So we've talked about Battlestar Galactica for like way too long. Yeah. <laughs> Especially considering I think it's super lame anyway. Wow. Not Battlestar Galactica, the idea of this game. Well, when I buy it, you can play it. I probably will not. Huh. I'm over the flight bath games after playing it for a while. I just don't find it fun. I'd still be into it if it weren't for uh, them scrapping everything and making a 2.0. Mm. That was my sign to get out. That was the... That was them going, hey, you know, that stuff that you bought. Well, you can't use that anymore. So you want to buy it again? And I said, "Nah, yeah. I'm good. I have so much Star Trek stuff and so much stuff that you could only get from tournaments. And also, guys, oh. before you tweet at me, I am aware that there are upgrade kits. I am aware that the models you just don't that I want have. Them. Right. The models that I have are still good. They're like they're not like, OK, you have to buy a new Millennium Falcon. They no, no, no. you have to buy this kit that gets you a new card for the Millennium Falcon. No, thanks. Pass. All right, so um, also coming out at Essen is the Azul Stained Glass of Sintra. Yeah. Uh, and we talked about this yeah. um, in a recent episode, so we won't revisit it much. I have mixed feelings about it. I, I think that if you, well, you know what? If you want to listen to my opinions about it, I think it was the last episode. It was. It was the I, most I, recent episode. We talked episode. about it for a really long time. We did. I'm going to get it, but. It's probably a cool game. Yeah. So. Um, and it's kind of getting ready to come out. So if you really like Azul, um, it's probably worth checking out. It's at least it is at least worth looking at, even yeah. if you already have. And just to sum up what we talked about last time, if you have uh, another stained glass game already that uses dice and you already have Azul, maybe you don't need to buy this game. But I think it's different enough from both of those that it's at least worth checking out. Yeah. So um, the other game that. I wanted to mention for Essen. This is we haven't talked about this one before. We've talked about the other ones. We've mentioned it, but we haven't really talked about it a lot. It's the Robotech Attack on the SDF One. Now, Jondi, um, are you ever going to get the Macross ships added to your tattoo? No, probably not. Wow. Um, only because my I think if I keep adding the tattoo, it'll kind of start losing the original idea of the tattoo in general. Mm, okay. So. I really thought about having the SDF-1 in my tattoo to begin with, and I really went back and forth. It was either going to be the Battlestar Galactica or the SDF-1. Well, you can also add Voltron. I <laughs> know. I could. That, I could. That's in space. It is, but it's not a ship. For those that do not know, John D. has uh, a tattoo that's got a bunch of different spaceships from different TV shows coming out of a Stargate. Yes. It's the wrong Stargate, but... 
Yeah, it's not the super gate because the Thanks. super gate was like real <laughs> stupid and lame. So it's just a regular Stargate. So it's just, you know, a conceptual yeah. like idea. But um, there is like the biggest like th- the biggest piece of art on it um, as far as the ships go is on the foreground of the tattoo is the Battlestar Galactica. Mm-hmm. And I went back and forth on whether or not I was going to have the Battlestar or if it was going to be the SDF one. And ultimately I went with the Battlestar because I think it's a prettier ship. Well, it's not necessarily artistically. Artistically, I thought it would look better. It's not. Is, is it? Is it for sure the Galactica, or is it just a different Battlestar? It's for sure the Galactica. Okay. I mean, that's what we used as the model. Anyway. Okay. So anyway, um, so Robotech attack on the SDF one. It is a um, full board game experience that where you play through. Um, it's a cooperative play game. I believe that there are scenarios that you play through. So it's not just like a one time you play the same game every time. I don't know for sure. But you play as the various characters, the hero characters in the game. It's an area movement style game. And uh, some of the things that I found really interesting when I was watching um, the original video back during Ga- back during Gamma is that... Um, Different cards as they come out can make your missions that you're going through more difficult mm. or change them. And one of the things that I thought was hilarious is if Minmay comes out, Minmay makes it more difficult to do what you're doing. Right, because she's super because distracting. Because she's super distracting and annoying. And I just thought that was really just, it, it made me it made me laugh. I don't remember if I made this joke last time, but does it come with a giant tuna? <laughs> you did not make that joke okay. last time. Um, so basically. No, but does it come with a giant tuna though? I don't know. Probably not. Um, So basically, um, players are thrown on a chaotic path as alien forces um, known as the Zentradi. Yes, the Zentradi. Um, Zentradis and Micronians. Yes. You have to defend the SDF-1 against the continuous waves of the Zentradi attacks. Um, You have to get through unexpected disasters and you're forced to battle the enemies, repair damage, manage resources. So this is this is not like the the other um, as you know Robotech game that's just a dice game that's simple, fun to play. Well, they're both. I hope they're both fun to play. But the other one's a very simple game that you can play in pre- like 30, 30 minutes, forty minutes. This one I believe is probably going to be a much longer, more involved game like it says it says bgg says the playing time is 120 to 160 minutes right um it says it's one to five players so apparently there's a solo um variant of the game yeah you just play as min may oh god <laughs> you just play as min may and you go around just destroying everything yeah that would be about right so um you can there apparently there's several different ways to lose the game um, you want to make sure that you make it to the end of each end of the scenario before the Zentradi uh, capture uh, the SDF one. You know what I would play? Not this game. Well, maybe, but I would play a retheme of the FFG Battlestar Galactica game as as Macross. Hmm. So I mean, you'd have to change a few elements, but. You know, I mean, it, it, it does the dimension fold. It ends up far away. It has to come back the whole time. They've got the Vertex and they're out there fighting. I, I You know, 
I mean, it was kind of glossed over in the anime. They just kind of was like, well, they um, they were up by Pluto and then they uh, flew back to Earth and it took a while, but everybody's okay. Like, no, no, no. That's a long time. You, you essentially took a shopping mall into space. <laughs> there's got to be some problems. Right. Well, this one I'm really excited about. And there's actually a big 3D SDF1 um, with the game. So that's real cool, too. Mm, so Now, I'm looking at the, the cover art here, and I've got some problems with it. Just as a fan of the show and knowing the story arcs, mm-hmm. I'm just a little confused about where in the timeline this takes place. But I'm just going to assume that for the sake of board game, they just kind of mishmashed a bunch of stuff together. I believe the scenarios that they have actually follow the timeline. Okay. So the the uh, the front art probably just kind of mishmashes it for yeah, the, yeah. the for the cover. Yeah. But in talking with um, I can't remember his name right now. I actually spent some time talking to one of the guys with Strange Machine, and he, they are actually big fans of the show in itself. And they 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 right. Stuck. It says like one of the bullet points here is story follows the show, but yeah, and it does. Um, he said that's something that they that was really important. Oh, to okay, them. so here's and I don't know what this bullet this bullet point means, but where it says upgrade the SDF one as one of the bullet points on the back. That is the problem that I have is that on the front of the box, it's fully upgraded. And it's probably just because but, it's the front of the box. But by the time it was fully upgraded, the Zentradi war was over. So. I mean, it's, I mean, I it, apparently sticking with the story was really important right. to them. So just as a, as a fan of the Macross property in general, just right. looking at this art, I, I, I went, wait, now what's going on here? Yeah. Um, sticking with the storyline. Um was really important to them when I was actually talking to the strange machine guys um, at the Japanime party. So that's something else that made me really excited about playing the game because it's going to play through the storyline. Yeah. Well, um, I'm sure that it will come out here soon. Yeah. Uh, probably very shortly after Essen. That would be my guess as well. All right. Let me... um, I know it's already available for pre-order. Oh, yeah, yeah. So. Okay. So the second half of the show now we're going to just we've been talking about this for a while that we wanted to kind of go back and talk about not not make a full episode about stuff because we've already done that. I've been calling it refried episodes. Yeah, like we've talked about games on the go, but now there's another game that I want to have on the go or like here's some Halloween games because Halloween's coming up. Um, And then I want to talk about the one game on my 10 by 10 that's going to cause a problem. We're not going to do a full episode about 10 by 10s. Yeah. And Johnny's got some digital games she's been playing recently or I'm excited to play. Yeah. Yeah. So let's, let's just get right into that. Um, so Halloween's coming up really soon. Yeah. Actually, I'm kind of excited. This isn't exactly a game, but my nephews, you know, they always end up dressing as something like kind of, you know, yeah. Cause they're kids. Yeah. So they're always like, I'm going to be Darth be Vader, a sexy Darth Vader. Yeah. <laughs> um, so when I was asking my nephews this week, what they were going to be for Halloween, one of them's going to be Darth Vader. Cause he's always bad guys. Sexy Darth Vader. My other nephew is going to be a hot dog. Sexy hot dog. I just want to point out, I'm these are little boys. I'm not. This isn't a weird thing that I'm saying. I'm just saying every costume that you can think of. For some reason, there's a sexy version of. I know it's real dumb. And and I don't know why. I know there probably is a sexy hot dog. I'm saying sexy Darth Vader like uh, as a joke. There absolutely is a sexy Darth Vader costume. It's real dumb. (laughs) Um, You know what the most ridiculous sexy costume is that I've seen this year? Um... 
sexy Fortnite? No. Oh. Actually, Fortnite costumes don't exist. My nephews tried to find well, them. Well, a Fortnite costume is just go to Walmart, buy fluorescent clothes yeah. and a cowboy hat. So and then do this dance. There's a show called. Right? Yeah, that's that. Yeah. Um, there's a show called The Handmaid's Tale. Oh, you mean that red cloak? Yeah. There's a sexy version of that. So, the, but the <laughs> Wait irony. It's what? So, OK. The irony of that show is that um, society like basically a set, a, a religious sect sect. Just be careful how you explain this, because this shows uh, a religious sect, uh, an extremist sect i can't remember right now takes over the united states and Mm -hmm. forces um speaking of which um it is almost time to vote get out and vote please vote i don't care which party you vote for either just just do it just get out there and do it so those women are called handmaiden handmaids there's a sexy version of the handmaids costume and i'm just like that is exactly the opposite of of the social commentary of that entire no, exactly show. It's ridiculous. A sexy version of that. Anyway, um, that's the most ridiculous sexy costume I've seen this entire th- this this year. Um, I'm sure there's there's equally ridiculous. Um, sexy Darth Vader. Yeah, I mean, that's pretty dumb. That's what I'm going as for Halloween. I want to see. No, that. I'll be in. Uh, You'll be in Japan. I'll be at Tokyo Disneyland or Tokyo Disney Sea that day. Okay. Both. That's cool. But anyway, so Halloween. Um, Hang on. Sorry, everybody. I have to open this. And I'm not going to edit that out either. Okay. Um, so our friend Marissa, I believe you said Marissa's into this game? Uh, yeah, she's the one that told me about it. Um, it's called Nyctophobia. I have seen it at Target. I know it's available. So Nyctophobia Vampire Encounter. Um, all but one of the players in this game are blinded. And... <laughs> No, 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 no. They're blindfolded. Blindfolded. They're like literally blinded. Um, Probably worded that wrong. You aren't literally blinded. You're blindfolded. You play the game blind. Um, And the theme of it is that you're running away from uh, in the dark or. Yeah, there's two versions of it. One of them, it's an axe murderer. One of them, it's a vampire. Um, They basically play exactly the same, though. So and so you're you're the hunted. The people that are blindfolded are the hunted. And then the one person that can see is the axe murderer or the vampire. And the board or whatever is a is a maze. And you're trying to get through the maze from the sighted care from the sighted player before the police arrive or before the people that can help you arrive or whatever. Yeah, it's um, it's sort of a memory game because the, the way if you're wearing the blackout glasses, you have to you can only feel the, the maze and you have to like kind of remember it. It's weird. I, I don't know that there's another game that's similar to it. It looks really interesting. I'm, I'm not entirely sure that I would enjoy playing it, but I would definitely give it a try. So, yeah, that's Nyctophobia and you can get it in big box stores yeah. and probably in your local um, friendly local games. Yeah, I don't well. think it had a uh, only at Target sticker. Yeah, I, don't I just think, think so the either. Target has it. Yeah, so I think you can get it in your friendly local game store as well. Yeah. So um, we've mentioned the Jasco games, Buffy, the yes. Vampire Slayer yes, game. Before. I love it. Um, but it would make a very good game to play at, the, at Halloween time. Yeah, if your friends are into Buffy. Uh, and, you know, from what I've been told, even if you're not like super into Buffy, it's still a pretty solid game. Oh, yeah. So. 
if most of the people at the table are into Buffy and you can convince your non-Buffy fans to play the game with you, then chances are they're still going to get a fairly enjoyable experience. They just are probably going to miss all the Buffy inside jokes. Yeah, it's like a less uh, crappy version of Arkham Horror. Arkham Horror is just really fiddly. There's too much going on. Right. But Buffy simplifies that. And plus it's got Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Right. It's a very similar game. And equally so, while it's not on our list, I enjoy the um, Buffy the Vampire Slayer Legendary, Mm -hmm. which I would say also, since it's Buffy, would be a good game to play at Halloween if you like deck builders. So um, Buffy games. Um, If you like Betrayal, um, then there's the Betrayal Legacy game, which comes out just after Halloween, unfortunately. Yeah, it it is currently scheduled for November 9th, um, which... Yeah, is definitely not in time for Halloween, but, you know, you could play the regular version of Betrayal one last time before you throw it in the trash and get Betrayal Legacy. Um, See, I don't like Legacy games, so mm-hmm. which, OK. Well, no, this this doesn't relates to Legacy games, but doesn't relate to Halloween, so I'm not going to go off on a tangent. Oh, why not? We talked about Battlestar Galactica for 15 well, minutes. Well, OK. Um, there's a legacy game out there. Um, what is it called? It comes with a plunger. All right, moving on. (laughs) No, No, I can't think of what it's called. It's, um, now it comes with a plunger. Yes. It's a tile lane game. And when you want to pull the tile out. Like a toilet plunger. That's what it looks like. Okay. Well, while John D thinks about that, um, there was another game that I saw at Target called Poop the Potato, and it comes with some... <laughs> no, it's not. No, no, it's a real thing. It comes with two plastic buckets. And are you taking a picture? What are, you, are you looking at Poop the Potato? No, I'm looking at the game that I'm trying to find. Well, on the on the box for Poop the Potato, it said, like, it comes with four fake potatoes. And, and I was like, do, do they need to specify that they're fake potatoes? Um, apparently they did. Because, like, I'm not going to buy a game and... And oh, this this says that it comes with four potatoes. Uh, I'm going to rise of Queensdale. Mm, OK, um, I keep seeing people talking about this game and how good it is. Um, actually, there's a video right here of somebody using the plunger. Um, if you guys want check out oh. Ella loves board games. Um, she's okay. got a video, um, a little quick video of using it. She actually has several pictures of of the game rise of Queensdale. I've seen several people actually just follow Ella loves board games. She's really, (laughs) I love her. Um, But rise of Queensdale is this legacy game that I keep seeing people talk about and it looks really cool. It looks really fun to play. I don't like legacy games, but I want to play this game. Hmm. So it's making me kind of rethink my whole stance on legacy games that, and it's got this cute little plunger. Ghost stories is not a legacy game. That's all we have to say about that. <laughs> sorry. Um, I've not. I was reading about Keyforge. I'm sorry. Um, Ghost Stories. I'm not sure if that's even still available in print. Um, but if you even if it's not, you might be able to find it in a math trade yeah. or um, at a convention when, where they're doing um you know, selling used games or doing some kind of a board game trade. So it's not like it's a game that's impossible to get. It's out there. It's a it's an Antoine Bowser game. Um, you have to protect the village from this like demon guy, Wu Feng. 
Um, it's cooperative, which means you're going to lose constantly. I have never won. I don't think maybe like once or twice. This is real hard. It's a very difficult game. Um, I mean, in order to win, you have to defeat Wu Fang. He doesn't show up until towards the end of the game. You're going to be lucky to make it until he shows up. So you lose if three of the village tiles are haunted, if the draw pile is empty um, while Wu Fang's there, or if all the priests are dead, which is your, your players. Yeah, it's uh, it, it's hard because there's dice and you know what happens when there's dice random. Uh huh. But yeah, I, I think it's a pretty spoopy game. Because there's Ghosts. A, a spoopy ghost. Cool. We'll have to play it sometime. Mm hmm. I mean, not right now, not this year, because because no. uh, I'm leaving. You're leaving. But uh, yep. maybe next year. OK. Um, Tiny Epic Zombies is one of the only Tiny Epic games I have not played. And it is one of the many I have not played since I've never played any Tiny Epic yep. game. Um, I really should fix that. Yeah, they're all really good. Well, yeah. all the ones that I've played. Yeah, I really need to Tiny fix Epic that. Galaxies, Tiny Epic Kingdoms. Um, Tiny Epic Defenders. I had to think about it. I was like. It's Ted. What is the D in Ted? <laughs> Ted, yeah. Tech, Teg, Tez. Yeah. yeah, I need to. I need to play Tiny Epic. Any of the Tiny Epic games. So they're all pretty, pretty, pretty good. Um, Tiny Epic Mex is coming out soon. I'm excited for that. Tiny Epic what? Mex. What is that? Yeah, you know, like Mecca. Oh, robots. Okay, I really thought you were saying something else. Not Mexican. That's <laughs> why so I was like, I was like, why would they do that? <laughs> Like that just that's not cool. <laughs> no, no, no. I thought that's what you were saying, and I was like, nope. surely they would not do that. No, nope, like not, that's just not okay. Not what I was saying at all, Johnny. Okay, that's good. That makes me feel much better. <sighs> yep. Okay. Um, moving on. Right. Uh, unlock House on the Hill. It's another one of the unlock games. Yeah. So here's the deal with these, Johnny. These are 100% legacy games. I know. And it's they're, probably their legacy style in the fact that they're disposable. Right. It's probably why I haven't bought any. Well, I have all of them, so it's not like you have need to. Yeah, um, they are. We've played one of them. Was it the was it unlock or was it the you e played escape? the formula? It was unlock. OK, it was it was fun. I've played. Mm, there were three that just came out recently. I have not played those, but I think I've maybe played all the rest of them. Um, they're fun. I, they're really cool. And this one's spoopy. They so. vary wildly in difficulty and, um, goodness. Um, this one's spoopy and you can play them with groups just well, like you would in a, in escape yeah. room. Um, yeah, well, cause they are escape room yeah. games. Um, just some of them, the puzzles are not good. Um, the, the underwater one with the squid, uh, I'm not going to give you spoilers, but, um, the final puzzle we had to use hints to get. And even afterwards, after we knew what the solution was, I was like, I don't understand how you were ever supposed to get this because the puzzle was not designed super well. If you disagree and think that I'm an idiot, <laughs> uh, that's fine. But the group that we were playing it with, we were like, how, how would, here's the solution. How, how the heck do you put them together? Happy salmon. <laughs> okay. Um, so yeah, 
Those, those are some new Halloween games we yeah. wanted to add to our list. If you want to listen to our previous Halloween games episode. It's on our website. It's on it, our iTunes. Speaking of iTunes. That was episode number 22. Give us five stars on iTunes. Thanks. Like, so, comment, and subscribe. Click that notification bell. Moving on to when we talked about uh, games on the go. Yes. I am a fan of Mintworks. It's a worker placement game that comes in a little Altoids tin. Well, guess what, guys? There's a sequel. Johnny, tell them how small this is. So it's bigger than like an Altoids tin, but... This would still fit in my pocket. It would. It would. Um, it's, it's still about the size of Jared's, like the palm of Jared's yeah. hand. I'd say it's... Uh, I would say from the top, it's about the size of an Altoids but sideways, it's it's deeper. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but this one is a pick up and deliver game called Mint Delivery. Um, if you would like to listen to entire episode about games on the go, that is episode number 33. Wow. Speaking of games on the go, um, I want you guys to tweet at us for um, your recommendations of game stores in Japan slash games to check out. Uh, we're already going to go to Yellow Submarine. And probably buy a copy of Coffee Roaster. But if you have any other ideas, I'll listen to them. So hit me up at Eat Chit and Dice on Twitter. Yep. So I wanted to revisit visit the uh, when we talked about digital revolution. No, we have to do the we have to do the segue into this, Johnny. Okay, I don't. <laughs> okay, you wanted to do a ten by ten update, but yeah. I am not prepared to do a ten by ten update. Well, so. I'm not either. I just want to talk about how Police Precinct is going to kill my ten by ten. Every other game on my ten by ten, I'm not going to have any problems with at all. I haven't had time to do most of my ten by ten stuff because it's been a really rough year. You've been playing Jaipur, which is on your ten by ten now, apparently. Yes. And here's our segue. So into the digital revolution. Jaipur. So I realized that Jaipur has a digital version that you can play on your phone and I downloaded it and I got addicted to it. And so I decided that that counts for your 10 by 10. Now I decide how far I should take it as far as counting it for my 10 by 10, because technically I probably had it if I was counting, just playing against the computer or the AI. Um, Cause I played, there's a campaign mode. And I'm trying to play through the campaign mode, which I really, really like. By the way, when you're talking digital revolution, you're talking about well-made apps. This is a fantastic, ma- fantastically made app. I really like it. There's a fantastic, great uh, campaign mode that I enjoy playing. And it changes up the game every time you play in a new um, region. It changes everything about the game itself, which I'll address in a, sec- in a second. But anyway. if I think it counts. Um, I, I decided that I would have had the, my 10 plays in, in about two days if I counted playing against the AI. Right. So I think that digital games should count just fine. Yeah. As long as it's a accurate representation of what the tabletop experience would be. So like if you're playing Monopoly on, let's just, you know, whatever, um, on the Wii, that doesn't count. No, no. Because that is not an accurate representation of the tabletop game. Just like if you're playing Jaipur, the app against the AI, I don't think that counts. No. But if you are playing it against an actual opponent. Yes. How is that indifferent? Which I convinced my husband to get the game as well. Because like if you have the Google Play and you have the, Go- the Google Play, whatever. 
Um, if you've connected to a family member on Google Play, there are a lot of apps that you can share among the family oh, okay. members. Yeah. And so once I paid for Jaipur, my husband was able to have it as well. See, I, I think that I think that counts. If you and him, what's what is different about that than if you broke out the game and put it on a table? Right. Like that's the same way that I feel about Cosmic Encounter on Tabletop Simulator. It's an official DLC. It's endorsed by Fantasy Flight. It's 100% accurate to the actual physical yeah. copy of the yeah. game, except I don't have to get that box right there, take all the stuff out, sort it. I just open Tabletop Simulator, click a few things, and I'm playing. Well, and I really like the fact that um, I, I had told him a, a gazillion times how much I liked the game Jaipur. And I just we hadn't I hadn't gotten a chance to get it out and teach it to him. And so then I discovered this app and I was like I was telling him how much I liked the app. And so he was like, you know, we haven't ever played this game. And we got I got him to get the app. And now he really likes the game. And we've played it a bunch of times. And yeah, I think that counts as your Timbaton. Yeah. So in addressing the app itself and how well well made it is, there is this really cool campaign mode where you're trying to travel through this region and get a monopoly, a trading monopoly in the, in the region. Now, is this, this just a solitaire versus AI or whatever? Versus an AI. Okay, yeah. yeah. So I don't think, no, if you're it playing doesn't the count. campaign. No, I, yeah. uh, right now I'm not talking about the 10 by 10. I'm just no, talking no, I'm about, just, yeah. Just for everybody listening, these are my thoughts. If you're playing a digital game that is not something that you could actually play on the table, then you're not playing that game. Right. <laughs> So like, I'm sure the campaign mode is fine. I'm sure it's fun. It's hard. But that's not a true representation of the yeah. game. Um, so what I think is really cool about the campaign mode. So normally when you're just playing Jaipur, you have. I think it's you can have seven cards in your hand and the the um, goods that you can trade have certain um, values to them. Like the diamonds start out as like seven the values. It's the first two you can get are seven points. And then the final ones are five, um, and so on and so forth. So when you're moving through this region, those various things change up when you are in different areas of the region. So like you'll get to one area of the region and instead of winning best out of three rounds, it'll suddenly say you have to win three rounds to win this game. Hmm. In this region, or you have to win five rounds to win this game, or it'll say the price of goods is stable here. So instead of instead of it starting out seven, seven, five, 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 there's seven all the way across. See, this is kind of I mean, it's not it's totally different, but this is kind of like when they included a campaign mode in code names. Like it's not just OK, you're playing code names do it, play it three times. It's like, okay, you're playing in London. Well, in London, there's one less agent there. Mm -hmm. So it changes the entire balance of the game. Mm -hmm. So it changes the win conditions. I like when games do that kind of yeah. thing. I mean, I think it's really cool. There's like some areas where you're like, well, here um, you can, you have nine cards in your, you can have up to nine cards in your hand instead of, instead of seven. So it, it just, each region changes things up and, uh, I just I re, it's a really well done app and I'm really glad I started playing it. So seriously, if you like to play, you know, board game, board games gone digital, I, I highly recommend it's like three bucks. It's like two ninety nine. Go download it. Check it out. Don't tell me what to do. Well, I highly recommend it then. 
I, I, I think you should consider mm-hmm. downloading it. Okay. Uh, Terraforming Mars just had a uh, digital edition come out. Yes. Very recently. Yes, it, it was. It was well, don't tell them yesterday. when because they don't know. They don't know how far. Well, okay. See, here's how this works. We we record a bunch of episodes <laughs> and then we just randomly it decide which one to upload. It was released on October the 17th. Oh, yeah. So it did just come out an unspecified amount of time. Yes. It was yesterday. Um, so <laughs> right now it's only available on Steam. Yeah. Um, it, the PC Master Race. It eventually will be available. Apparently, apparently the on, next on the 360, right? Or not 360? The Xbox One, isn't that what? I don't think I've heard that. Uh, I know the next thing it's going to be available on is um, is Apple, the the iOS. Oh, the there's iOS. Gonna be, yeah. The iOS. There's gonna it's there's gonna be an iOS version next, I believe. Um, what I am curious about, and what I, I, I have, they were gonna put it on consoles as well. I have not heard that. What I want to know and what I have. Oh, no, I'm sorry. I'm thinking of the switch because Asmodee is Asmodee Digital is going to be porting all of their Asmodee Digital products to the Nintendo Switch. Oh, that is so cool. Yeah. So you can play Catan. OK, 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 OK. This isn't me confirming that. This is what I've heard. And I know we normally don't talk about rumors on this at, on this show at all. But I don't want to mislead you into thinking that it's coming out for the Xbox when, in fact, Asmodee has a, a thing going on with Nintendo. That's really cool. Um, So what has been unclear and what I have not been able to find anything about with Terraforming Mars Digital is whether or not, like, say, Jared, if if you had it on Steam. Right. And say I were to get it on my iPad. Mm -hmm. Oh, cross play. Is there going to be cross play? Um, So like usually usually for that kind of thing. No. See, legendary. DX, uh, the DXL version of, you know, legendary no, no, DXP, John DXP, sorry, the digital experience. Yes, you're right. So d- the digital experience of legendary is cross platform. So my question, if, if, if they do it, th- if Asmodee does it right, um, it's not Asmodee. Is, is it Asmodee? Yeah. Asmodee digital. Okay. Um, if they did it right with, with, with terraforming Mars, I realize that Asmodee does not have anything to do with the publishing of uh, Terraforming Mars I guess Mars they here, worked with but, Stronghold on this. Uh, or was, what's the other company? Um, it's Indie Boards and Cards no. and Stronghold and... Um, oh, that does uh, Terraforming yeah, Mars? Not for Axis. That's a different thing. That's But that's what I want to say. It starts with an F. Yeah. Um, well, I guess I have the entire wealth of human knowledge here at my fingertips. I, I guess yeah. I could instead of... But anyway... Of, uh, Fricks. Fricks yes, games. Fricks. Um, if, if they do this right, then cross play will be a thing in my opinion. Well, the game just recently came out. Uh, here I am looking on steam. It has, uh, not great reviews. Oh no. Um, but it does use your asmodee.net account. It does. So, so that tells me that maybe at the very least, if you have it on Steam and then you were to get it later on on i on iOS, then you would at least be able you wouldn't lose anything that you've you know right. you'd actually I'm, be able to sign yeah, in. Hopefully, I'm not sure. Um, but that doesn't mean that there's necessarily going to be crossplay. Right. Um, I haven't seen the reviews yet. Yeah, apparently the interface is is clunky. Well, that's unfortunate. Um, um, like this guy, this guy's here saying. 
that he has over 1000 hours with this game solo and tabletop simulator. First of all, <laughs> you don't you, you can't know that if you're playing games in tabletop simulator, it doesn't keep track of how it just long tells you played. how long you've played yeah. on tabletop simulator. In <laughs> yes. general. It doesn't say anyway. Uh, apparently he does unless not it's like the, the only interface. game he's ever played in tabletop right. simulator. Um, but anyway, um, but but that is cool. I do like that there are more like Scythe now has a a digital version. Yeah, my friend Max actually just bought Scythe and Terraforming Mars yesterday. And the digital. Yeah. I, I, and the the Scythe digital edition it was also published by Asmodee Digital, and it has the same interface issues like the the reviews all the reviews that are negative are negative for the pretty much the same reason that it's buggy and the interface is awful well it's slow when you click things it takes a while for it to actually do things so but, but these are things that can be fixed they, they can definitely be fixed they can patch them um i was disappointed at the price yeah, $25 for the digital version. I was really hoping it would be a more like 20. Mm. Scythe is 20. Yeah, I the, felt the like the digital version of Scythe is 20. Um, well, I would look I I had it on my wish list. I was I felt I was a little irritated that they didn't have what the price was going to be ahead of time. Mm. So I was looking at it looking at it, I was like why doesn't it say what the price is going to be? It was the, the so they I felt like it was kind of crappy that they didn't say what the price was going to be. So then when it dropped on the 17th and I saw the price was $25. I was a little irritated. I thought, I think that's just a little bit high, but that's just me. I, I don't know. So for me, as a person that already owns a physical version of a game, if you say like, okay, you bought that game for $50. Well, if you want to buy the computer version, it's half the price. Like that seems fair. But yeah, I'm going to get what you're saying. You know, th- there's, there's not, not as much overhead. There's not for, a, a big difference between $20 and $25. Um, except for in consumerism, there is a big difference. Well, like the way that yeah. people's brains work. Yeah, if you see something that's $19.99, you think that it's a better value than $24.99. Yeah. I understand that. But like realistically, it's a $5 difference. But $5 is $5. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, am I going to buy it? Even though I think that I would even though I would rather it be twenty dollars. Yeah, I'm going to buy it. So here's what I want to know. Here's the thing, though. I would have bought it yesterday on the 17th if it was twenty twenty five. I'm going to wait. What I'm curious about is um, and this this goes for Scythe as well. Are are they going to release DLC for the expansion packs? Like if I want to play Rise of Fenris, here's here's what I would 100 percent do if Scythe Digital Edition dropped with Rise of Fenris DLC included, I'd buy it immediately. Mm-hmm. I'd buy it immediately because that is a full, full-fledged campaign mode for this game. Mm-hmm. So Scythe came out September fifth, two thousand eighteen. Mm-hmm. It is nineteen ninety nine on the Steam store. It has it has DLC, but the DLC is the soundtrack. <laughs> but if they added the expansions through DLC and they were like five dollars or ten dollars or whatever. I would wait for a steam sale to buy them. Same with terraforming Mars. Like if they were like, okay, Venus next is coming, but it's $15. No, 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 that's, I don't feel like that expansion right. is worth that percentage of the base game. Right. Well, and that's, 
Especially for digital. Part of me almost feels like, yeah, I, I'm going to buy the game. If but it's at a this physical point, thing, at least you get something like, OK, this expansion might be twenty five dollars. But look at all the actual like, you get cardboard, you get wood, you get, you know, whatever. But the digital version. Yeah. And we could have this, this discussion all day. Someone put in a lot of work to make this game work digitally. Yeah. And, and they should be paid for it. I agree. But if you're asking me to pay the same amount of money for a digital version, or a physical version. I'm I'm not going to want to pay the same for a digital version. Right. I just I don't just, feel like I'm getting my money out. And if you adjust that scale, like, okay, it's, it's only $25. Yeah, but the physical game is only $50. Yeah. Like part, will I buy it eventually? Yes. Oh, I'm absolutely. absolutely. I'm, I'm absolutely going to buy, buy Terraforming, Terraforming Mars. Yeah. Yes. And I'm going to buy, are you going to buy a digital scythe or are you going to wait for digital My Little Scythe? <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, no, the digital scythe, I... And you know what? If we all get Terraforming Mars, there's a chance you'll see it on our Twitch channel. Yeah. See us playing it. Um, it's just a matter of when am I am I going to get it now or am I going to wait till around Black Friday and see if there's a Steam sale? Right. There will be. And I just don't think that this will be part of the Steam sale. It's it probably won't. But um, I don't know. I, I just I, I, I don't know. It's a matter of when I'm going to get it. The I was ready to buy it on the 17th until I saw that it was 25. Um, here's a here's a bit of information that you need to know. Um, current update does not support touch screens. So, I mean, specifically, John, do you need to know that because you have a touch screen laptop yeah. and you're going to try to use it? I probably would. That's why I'm saying I'm not just saying that to. <laughs> I probably would. I'd be like, dang it. Why is my touch screen right. not working? Because every time you, you do something on my computer, you're like, why isn't your thing working? I'm like, because that's not. I suspect that they will support touch screens once they have the iOS done. Mm, maybe. Yeah. Because it'll be set up for iPads. Mm hmm. But maybe not. Um, that's the other thing is do I if it's if they're going to have cross play, do I just wait until they have it for iPads and then I can just play it on my iPad? Right. I don't know. Um, Those are the decisions I have to make. Yeah. Well, I do know that Asmodee Digital has a bunch more stuff that they're working on. And I do have an Asmodee Digital account because I have several Asmodee apps on my phone. And like I said earlier, and this the, the fact that Asmodee Digital is porting stuff to the Nintendo Switch is not news. That was speculation. No, I mean, that like they announced it during a Nintendo Direct. Like oh, did Catan, they? The Lord of the Rings, uh, Living Card Game, Pandemic uh, and more will be coming. But like if you look at the the library that Asmodee Digital has, you're going to be like, OK. There's a lot of other games here that. When are these going to be on the Switch? Yeah, that's pretty like cool. small world. I'm sorry, actually small world two. Yeah, whatever. Or like, okay, I, mean, so I don't have a switch, right. but if I did, well, I would Jeremy be does. all about that. Yeah, but I've never, never played the switch. <laughs> I've never even picked it up. Small world, I think would work because there's not really any hidden information in that game. Like you're supposed to keep how much money you have a secret from other players, but I mean, it would work if everybody, if as long as you don't have it up on the on your TV screen, any oh, of the games well, would work. Yeah, but like Pandemic works because there's no hidden knowledge in that game at all. Well, anything that has hidden knowledge, it would just be a game where you know, you'd say this is not recommended to play on your screen. Sure. You know, don't put this in your dock. These are the kind of things that I wish that they would have used the Wii U for. Like, can right. you imagine board games on the Wii U where you have the board and all all like public knowledge stuff on your screen? But then if it's your turn, I pass you the, the pad and it has your hand on it and yeah. all of your what? They really just dropped the ball with the switch. Well, 
With the Wii U, you mean? Yeah, with the Wii U. Yeah. Um, okay. Um, you've got a party game you want to talk about. I do. I don't know how I never knew about this party game. Apparently, yeah. it's been out for like 30 years. Especially since we have a copy of it in the library. Do we? Yeah. Well, I now have a copy of it because I acquired a copy of it recently. It's called Time's Up. And Time's Up is a really, really fun party game. You can play it with as many people as you want. And uh, the game's been out forever and ever, ever. Mm -hmm. Um, The version that I've played is Time's Up Title Recall. Um, Title Recall, I believe, is the pop culture version. Um, Maybe. I don't know. I think title recalls the version I played. But anyway, there's a gazillion different versions of it. Basically, the way the game works, you count out, you get your big group of people or I think it's more fun if you have a big group of people together. Mm -hmm. Board Game Geek says it's best at six, but I've played it with a lot more than six, actually. Um, You count out 41 cards. The cards will have phrases on them. The the version I played, it was always um, books, songs, songs. I believe there were celebrities maybe, Mm -hmm. but basically it was like pop culture stuff. I believe in in the one we were playing and you play in three rounds and you go through the entire stack of cards during the round. So all 41 cards. Right. And in the first round you, when it during when you have like 30 set, yeah, 30 seconds during round one, you can use any kind of clue you want when it's your turn, but you have to, Go you, like when a card comes up, you have to get the people to say the the clue on the card. Right. And you can't pass. So you can't say the words on the card. You have to get the people to say it. You have 30 seconds. You go through during the round. You go through all the cards. Mm-hmm. So then the end of that round, then what we did is then you would go through all the cards and let everybody hear the cards. If there's something, if somebody's like, I don't know what that is, that's the chance to Google it and let everybody know what they are. <laughs> so then in round two, more than one word can be used in each clue. Um, so you can, um, no, sorry, no more than one word. So you can only use one word. So everybody has heard all the words this time, but um, so you know what word, what the clues that you're working with are, but uh, you can only use one word clues. So, but at this point, when it's your turn, you can pass. So if you get a card and you're like, I have no idea what clue to use, you can just pass that card. Then in the third round, you cannot use any words at all. You can only use sounds or, or gestures. Mm-hmm. So it's a really, really fun game. Um, what I noticed a lot of times happens is somebody will do something real dumb during their turn. And then everybody just ends up pointing at that person for the rest of the game to get people to guess. So, Johnny, I have a question. Yeah. How is this different from Monikers? Um, so I heard people talking about it being similar to Monikers, but apparently it is different. I've never played Monikers. So they're both based on the same game, the public domain game called Celebrity. Uh, in monikers, the first round, you can say whatever you want. You just can't say that it's taboo. The first round is taboo. Okay. So you can say whatever you want. You just can't say what's on the card. Um, the second round, you can only say one word. Again, whatever, you know, not on the card. And then the final round, you can't make any noise. You can't say anything. You can only use gestures and sh- play charades, basically. Okay. Um, so it's essentially first round's taboo. Second round is um, like mm, or taboo or password. Um, the second round, um, hmm, 
I don't know what to call that. And then the third round is trades. So uh, my understanding is they're both essentially the same game. Um, celebrity, celebrities, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. But they've been changed slightly. Okay. So, but you've never played Moniker or I any game like this before. There's another one where instead of using cards, you write whatever you want. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's Eat Poop, You Cat, which was what Telestrations was based off of. So they're all very similar games. Mm-hmm. Um, but I will still go on the record of saying my favorite party game is Wits and Wagers. And I still really, really like Wits and Fate Wagers. Um, and Wits they, and Favors. Wits and Favors. <laughs> so I love Wits and Wagers, but yeah. these are two, Wits and Wagers and Time's Up are two very, very, the, very yes, different, different games. Absolutely different. And you would play them at two very different types, two di- with two different, very, very different types of groups. You would play them at two different types of events. I would not play Wits and Wagers with like, 15 people sure but if i have 15 people that want to play a game that's when you play wits and wagers party maybe um i mean like it's just two two different groups of people also like you know if you it just depends on your mood too like time i found times up to be a lot of fun Mm -hmm. um but i also really like what i would say right now these are probably my two favorite party games would be times up and wits and wagers okay so this was it was just one that I don't know how I'd never played it before. Glowing review. Yep. It's by R&R Games. OK, and then we have a dexterity game that has a lot of little plastic ladders. Yes. Well, there's two there's two dexterity games that I guess we could talk about. Um, but I don't remember what the other one's called. What was that game we played at Geekway with the metal? Oh, yeah. Oh, what is that called? Right, I couldn't remember. With like all the metal, mm-hmm. like um, the, with the hooks and stuff. Yes. I could not remember the name of it. That's oh why I didn't put God, it on the list. Oh my God, it's so cool! Yeah. You can get it at like Target and yep. stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, you yep. have it. You I bought sure it. Sure do. What is that game called? Mm-hmm. It kind of has an abstract name, doesn't it? Um, it's uh, I'm I'm googling board game metal balancing sticks, and that got me the correct <laughs> game. Melissa and Doug suspend. <laughs> suspend. Suspend <laughs> Melissa and Doug. Yeah. Like the cartoon show. No. What? No. Like Melissa and Doug, the company that makes all those like little oh, wooden okay. children's toys. Like my nieces have a ton, a ton of Melissa and Doug stuff. Okay. It's like, here's an avocado that's made out of wood and the pit is Velcroed to it and it comes with a knife and you cut the avocado and then you have to take the pit out with the, okay. with the stupid magnetic okay. knife. Suspend is a lot Suspend. of fun. Or as I called it, board game metal balancing sticks. <laughs> hey, it got there. It got you there. I mean, yeah. But yeah, what was the other one called that, that you wanted to talk about? So it's called Catch the Moon. Okay. It is by Bombix. Mm-hmm. And that's part of Asmodee, I believe. I think so. Maybe. Um, who can yeah. who can keep track it these is. days? It is by Asmodee. I know, right? There's so many things that are so Catch the Moon is, first of all, it's really, it's really, it has all these like wooden ladders. And then it also has these wooden, little wooden teardrops. Um, basically, you, you, I believe you're like drawing cards. You have to place ladders, mm. um, like balancing them on each other. And um, you're trying, I guess the idea of the game is you're trying to climb to the moon. Um, but if on your turn the the ladders fall, you have to take a teardrop because the smallest mistake is, you know, makes the moon cry. 
I guess. All right. And until next time, Gandhi. <laughs> Shut up. Whatever. I don't understand the teardrop thing exactly. <laughs> but if you collect three teardrops, you lose the game. Right. So it's just it's really a cool game. I was watching people play it when I was at Grand Con and um, watching. I mean, it looks cute, but it does look very similar to we'll talk about balance. And was it suspend? We'll talk about suspend in a second. But like this one, it, I don't know. Mechanically, it's it's a little different, yeah. I think. Um it's really pr- a pretty game. I mean, this looks cool. Are these laser cut? They look like they're laser cut. I wouldn't think that something that's mass produced is laser cut, but it's probably along those or lines. Or I'm looking at a maybe I'm looking at a prototype. You here. might be. I don't know. I'm just looking at the pictures on Board Game Geek since I haven't actually played this game. I very briefly saw some people playing it at Gen Con, mm-hmm. but there was a huge crowd. So I was just kind of like, what's going on over here? All right. Uh, I guess I'll come back and look at that. And then, you know, yeah, never, never made it back over there. Yeah. Um, it comes with like this plastic cloud that you put the first yeah. two ladders in and then and then you start balancing all the rest of the ladders off of those two ladders. Now, mechanically, how does it work? I mean, I understand like you you just balance the ladders on here, but like I believe there's dice rolling. OK. And I think yeah. I, I didn't get a yep. chance to play it. I was watching because they were they were at the booth next to me, so I didn't get a chance to actually play it. But I believe the dice determine what you have to place. OK. Um, You can I be, I can't remember. I think you can only use one hand when you're placing the ladder. OK. Um. So there are some some parallels between this game and suspend. Yeah. Yeah. So in suspend, it's. um just metal sticks that have little bins and hooks in them. And uh, yeah, there's a die. You roll the die. It tells you what color, um, all the different colored, like there's little rubber tips on the, the metal. And it tells you which one of those you have to place. And with one hand, you take it, you put it on there. And if you knock it over everything that falls, you take. And then the first person to play all the, all of the ones in front of them win wins. <laughs> the first player win. But yeah, this one, this one, it looks very similar, but um, with little ladders instead. Is that your computer fan? That's so loud. Is your computer on fire? Yes, it's on fire. Oof. Um. Yeah, I, I guess it just comes with a bunch of little ladders and uh, some tears and a okay. die. Ladders have to touch one or two other ladders, depending okay. on the die roll. Okay. Um, oh, I see that there's a moon. There's a single ladder and then there's a double ladder. Yeah. And the other. OK, there's two of each of those symbols on the die. Yeah. Um, so they either have to touch one or two other ladders, depending on the die roll that are you all or you have to place your ladder higher oh. than any other on the stack. OK, so that guarantees that you're going to be growing the uh, mess of ladders um, up towards the sky. Oh, well, that's pretty cool. So I think that's kind of what differs from suspend is that it's forcing you to push this stack of ladders higher and higher Mm -hmm. based on what you're growing or based on what you're growing. So I believe maybe if you get the moon, then you're having to make it taller. Okay. So and if it collapses, then you get a teardrop. Right. Okay. Well, it's really cool. Two very similar concepts of games, but very different executions. Yes, I definitely want catch the moon. I'm going to add suspend now that we know what it's called. 
to this document so that I can find it later. All right. Now, do you do you have a Kickstarter or you just want to talk about this one with me? Um, you can I, I don't. I don't think I have a Kickstarter that's coming up that we'll talk about in the next episode. Okay. So um, this is prime Kickstarter season. Um, the October, November time period is usually is. just tons and tons and tons because this and is then the time. It'll slow down. Yes. This is the time for publishers to get funding for the games they want to push next year's convention season. Yeah. So theoretically, uh, games that fund during the next couple of months um, with printer turnaround and shipping and stuff should be ready for like Origins, Gen Con, Essen next year. Yeah. Um, but so then huge, huge, huge time for Kickstarters. Right but now. then by the time Thanksgiving gets here, it'll pretty much slow down. Yeah. 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 Um, so uh, there's like a bazillion Kickstarters right now that I'm looking at and it's just, there it's really been are crazy. Um, there are a lot of good Kickstarters up right now. Um, but the one I want to talk about, uh, is the one that I think that a lot of people are super, super excited about an expansion for spirit Island, um, spirit Island, jagged earth. Um, I, you know, I, I don't know what all I can say about this. There's a lot going on here. Um, Greater Than Games did a Kickstarter for a game called Spirit Island, which if you have not played that game, oh, it's uh, it is an experience. Um, John, you haven't played it, right? I have not. OK. Well, um, Spirit Island is, uh, like I said, came out last year. No, this year. It came out this year. It was on Kickstarter last year. Greater Than Games, based out of St. Louis, Missouri. Shout-outs to those guys. We see them every year at Geekway. Um, what's, what's that face, Jondi? I'm just, there's a Kickstarter up that I'm surprised you're not backing. Oh, well, maybe maybe I will. Um, it, so, it's mostly cooperative. You are different spirits in, uh, on the island. Um, you each have your own elemental powers. So, you have simultaneous play. You pick what power card you're playing, you pay your energy, you use a combination of the cards and elemental matching to get bonus effects. Mm -hmm. Um, um, if you haven't played spirit Island, there's too much of it for me to explain here. Right. It sounds like a pretty full, full game. It's, It's huge, huge game. So there's an expansion. It ups the player count. It comes with some new spirit powers. It comes with some new island boards. It it adds a significant amount of content to this game. It is at like 4,000% funding. That's not the actual amount, but... It's a lot funded. <laughs> it's a lot funded. It's a lot funded. So absolutely, if you back it, you're going to get it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you can also get the original game. The first little expansion, like the mini expansion that came with the first Kickstarter, you can get all the promos, you can get everything. So they have that as an option if you don't have the first game. Um, there's a neoprene playmat. There's just uh, there's, a, there's a bunch of stuff, but 80, 80, ooh, uh, not 80, 59 dollars gets you the, the new game. There's not even an 80 dollar pledge level. I don't know where that 80 dollars came from. Uh, I'll have a link in the episode description on the website. Go check it out. Okay. So John D, do you have, do you have any, any Kickstarter? 
I don't. Um, all of the Kickstarters that I think are really cool right now will have just ended mm-hmm. when this episode goes live. What about the? Uh, you know what? I'm just gonna I'm just gonna throw this out there. There's also an expansion for Petricor coming out. That is a reprint of the base game and also Honeybee expansion. Um, Petricor is one of the only games that I can think of where you play as a cloud and you try to rain. I remember you talking about that game before. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's an area control. Well, not control area influence game, I guess. Um, There's very few things that you can do in that game. You have like four actions that you can choose from, but the strategy of that game and the depth. And plus, did I mention that you play as a rain cloud? You did. (laughs) But the um, the honeybee expansion of that is about 20 bucks. You know what? Well, whatever. We'll just put that in there. We'll just put this in there. Petricor. Honeybee expansion. $19. Go look. It will. Uh, the, the estimated delivery is August 2019. That means Gen Con of 2019. There's a German version as well. Um, if you are German. Yep. Okay. Well, Jondi. Until next time. You can... Eat chit and dice. Hooray. is an independent production of Swin Media and is distributed under a Creative Commons license, attribution, non-commercial, share alike, 4.0, international. Again, I want to I want to remind all of you people. What do you mean you people? All of you lovely listeners um, that uh, give us five stars on iTunes and Google Play. Smash that subscribe button. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and uh, I'm for real about if you want to tell me cool things, cool board game stores in Tokyo, but we're already going to roll and roll and yellow submarine. So, I mean, maybe there's some other secret ones that you know about, but every other one that I've looked at has been like magic, the gathering, and I don't care about magic, the gathering.